We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with BiteClear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Welcome to the Sooner Sports Podcast, presented by Riverwind and Allstate. Now, here's your host, Chris Plank. The Varsity O presents Sooners for Life, a presentation of the Sooner Sports Podcast and the Varsity O, focusing on the greats in Oklahoma Sooner Athletics history and also kind of digging into their insider knowledge on the matchups ahead. This week, our own Jessica Cootie sits down with Nick Harris. It's all brought to you by the Varsity O. Learn more at thevarsityo.com. Well, we welcome in Nick Harris, played a huge role in Oklahoma's win in the what is now known as the jump around game. There's been some fun matchups between Oklahoma and Texas Tech, but perhaps no bigger than the 2008 game with Texas Tech coming to town, ranked number two, undefeated. So much hype surrounding this team. Before we even talk about the game, Nick, what was the feeling the atmosphere like the message around the Oklahoma locker room and facility leading up to the game the only message was that we don't lose at home um and it was senior night so (laughs) there was no way no matter what they were ranked um that we were losing that game they come in with a Heisman Trophy favorite in Graham Harrell, a Bolitnikoff winner in Michael Crabtree, the, one of the best offenses in the country. How fired up were you guys as a defense to play in that game? Oh, we were so ready. We were so prepared. Um, uh, all credit due to BV, um, Coach Venables. We were so prepared for that game. We knew down and distance. We knew tendencies. We knew we had the best players at the time um, for that game. And it, it showed at about halftime. I think the score was 55 to 14. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, you guys, what, force punt, three force punts to start the game and then uh, turnover on downs. And then it's 28 to nothing before 
Texas Tech finally scores. Take me through the atmosphere. Like, when did the jump around start happening? When did you think, okay, Gaylord Family Oklahoma Memorial Stadium is rocking right now? Yeah. Well, it's, first off, it's about 38 degrees. So it's cold. It's extremely cold. And everyone knew the implications of the game for us to get to the BCS National Championship. No, even though we still had to win the Big 12 and we knew Missouri wasn't going to beat us. Um, <laughs> we, we still had to be, we still had to play and play very well. We knew we had to beat them very, very, you know, resoundingly well. And I think they started to play Will Smith's Welcome to Miami uh, <laughs> somewhere around the third quarter. <laughs> and Midway through the fourth, it was it just got reckless. Oranges started to show up on the field. It was wild. <laughs> Do you remember looking up at when, I mean, because everybody remembers the jump around song. Do you remember looking yeah. up and looking at the crowd just jumping around going yeah. crazy? I look, we were looking around and it was like third and whatever. And they're, they're like trying to get their offense going. And the fans are just losing it. Like you would have never thought it was cold. Um, you would have never, you would have thought that we were number one the entire time. And you just look around and all you see is the, the entire stadium just going bonkers. How special is that as a, as a player to have that kind of atmosphere? And I mean, it's not the only time that Sooner fans kind of act like that and they, they show in and show out every week, but for that game in particular, how special was that? You feed off the energy. You you 100% feed off the energy. Like they had, they literally had just came off a very 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 big win against Texas with Crabtree tiptoe on the side, like literally as this as it expired. So that was extremely big, and they and they kept replaying that ESPN just over and over and over and over. So um, for us, we knew what it was. We knew upon like them walking on the field, like we were just going to take their soul. So. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, you mentioned Michael Crabtree. You played a huge role in kind of shutting him down. He fin finishes with just 62 yards. He had 18 touchdowns going into that game. He had zero that yeah. day. How much did you take it personally uh, matching up with him? Arguably the best wide receiver. Well, he was. He ended up winning the Blitnikoff. Yeah. But how much did you kind of take personally going up against him that day? Well, whenever I knew coming into Tuesday and BV was like, well, we're going to go man a lot and you're going to guard Crabtree. And I was like, okay, here we go. <laughs> Let's do it. Because I knew, I think earlier he did the same thing with Jeremy Macklin. He was like, Nick, you're gonna you're gonna guard Macklin. And I was like, okay. <laughs> like, I guess I'm not tired. So, but no, I knew ultimately, like my fan, my family was there. It was a big night. I knew it was the last time that I was gonna play at Gaylord. So I was like, okay, listen, I'm if not me, then who? So let's do it. And I I took it upon myself to to play probably one of the best games I'd ever played at the university. What was the feeling? I mean, at halftime, what was it? Oh, what was the score at halftime? You guys go up forty two to seven at yeah. halftime. What was that like in the locker room at that moment? It was like everybody just hydrate. It, it was it was like just hydrate. Like we knew what it was. We knew and the mantra for everything. You know if. We no one wants to lose, but in order to the way the BCS was um, uh, pretty much formulated, you had the best chances if you wanted home and you split on the road. So 
you know, go, you know, win your big games, don't lose at home. And by the time the end of the season comes around, you'll be in the race for it all. So we just knew that we knew that we had to win no matter what. And we had to win big. Um, that defense, how good were you guys? We were pretty good. Um, we were pretty, we were pretty, pretty good. Had Reggie and Curtis not left the year prior, we would have been amazing. Um, but no, we were still very, very well. Um, we had a bunch of guys that came in and filled like, like guys like Travis Lewis that came in that were young kids. And at the time, uh, Q Carter, who's playing this alongside me. And then, but it was, you know, Gerald was, and it was just, it was amazing. And we just knew that we had the better matchups. On the flip side of that, you also have a uh, Heisman Trophy winner and Sam Bradford and DeMarco Murray. Um, how much does that fuel a defense? I mean, you guys are shutting Texas Tech down, who, again, Oklahoma could argue battle them back and forth between the best offense. You guys are shutting them down, and then they're going up, and they're kind of rewarding you guys for what you're doing. How much do you guys feed up of one another in that in that type it of was game? Like, it was like, don't let them down. Like, we were, I think we were averaging 55 points a game that season. So we knew that offensively they were going to take care of their part. We just couldn't – we had to do our part as well. And, you know, that's pretty much what it was, going good on good at practice to making sure that everybody was was very much so technique, tech, tech, technique sound. Um, and we, we just knew that we wanted to make sure that we didn't want to be the weak link. We wanted to be very, very good in all three phases of the game, offense, defense, and special teams. So we've been able to talk to a lot of the current players about going up against guys like Baker and Kyler who won the Heisman in practice. You got to go up against Sam. What was it like facing Sam day in and day out? Well, Sam had like Malcolm Kelly, right? you know, he had Broyles and, you know, DeMarco and Moses and, you know, Chris Brown. Um, but no, it was, it was, it made us better. Um, it just made us better. Like ultimately look at, looking back on certain things, whatever he made the throws, that many QBs weren't able to do, which gave us the time to make, you know, big plays and stuff like that. And then, you know, going good on good with O-line and D-line. So it really just made us that much better um, come game day. How much do you feel like, because that's been a saying from OU for years, iron sharpens iron, and, you know, you guys on both sides making each other better. You went on to have a long career in the NFL. How much did going up against those caliber of players on offense prepare you for what you did in the league? Um, just it, for me, when I got to the league, it was all mental because I knew physically I was able to, to perform. And so that pretty much, you know, helped cultivate me who I was as a person, as a player, um, because I knew I was seeing, you know, NFL caliber guys daily, you know, like say friends, people ask me all the time, like, how was it playing? I know, you know this, that, and the other. I'm like, listen, I saw Adrian Peterson every day. <laughs> I played against this guy every day. And this guy got to wear a blue jersey. We couldn't even hit him. So it, it was like one of those deals to where we knew, like, you know, going to that next level, we would have a slight edge. So even to this day, how much does that maybe could be a selling point for current recruits, defensive players, that if you come to Oklahoma and you can compete against these players in practice, you're going to be able to do it on Saturdays and you, you're probably going to be able to do it on Sundays, too. Well, first off, you got to buy in. Mm -hmm. um, so you could, everybody could be physically and mentally sound, but if you don't buy in, 
to understanding that concept, then you'll never make it to where you need to be. And then secondarily is that you got to know that whenever you get there from top to bottom, from the facilities to the people that help you to, to training table, to study hall, um, it's the best of the absolute best. I recently went back and just saw the, the new, everything that's new there. And I was like, yo, we didn't have any of this. Um, but I think that once you get a young kid to understand that he's leaving his family, he's leaving his comfort zone and understanding that this is your new family and you're going to love it. Then I think that once they buy in and they want to play well and you get these kids that want to play for the Lincolns and the Grinches, then that's when they understand the concept and, you know, and that cultivates them to, to move on to a better, a better career, a longer career afterwards. You were on the sideline last year for when Oklahoma came to play UCLA. You didn't play for Coach Riley. You didn't play for Coach Grinch. But what does it say about this current coaching staff that they still want to make sure and are welcoming in and making these former players, these athletes, these um, players that have had such a big impact on Oklahoma, even before they even got here, that they still want to make sure that they're around and involved? Yeah, it's amazing. Um, They took it upon themselves to come and seek me out to intro and what's going on. I get, you know, because like, I'm still, I try to be extremely active in Norman. Um, anytime I'm in town, um, anytime that I have an opportunity to speak or give back, that that's what I actually try to do. Um, and I think that it's a great, um, attest to family, whether you got drafted, well, you, you didn't get drafted. You, you put the helmet on, you put the Jersey on and you sacrifice to some extent and you're always welcome. In Norman. How much different is it um, to wear OU to wear Sooners across your chest? I mean, it is, um, it's been, and it's not, it's not new to be good. It's been good for a long time. And I feel like even as some of these newer players that are coming in that might not know much about it, they, they it's, it's important to carry the tradition, whether you knew these players or not. I mean, it, that's just not everywhere. You don't find that everywhere. No, it's not. And then to wear that, to have that degree, to whenever you, you know, it, it, it resonated me more so post post my playing career. Whenever you send off a resume, people come back like, you play for you? And it's, you know, so that that really takes a precedent. Um, but I think that it's extremely important for people to realize that whenever you wear that across, you know, that your chest and you understand, you know, because winning is not new. Like, you know, you have to, like, again, you have to buy in and understand, like, we won before and we will win after. That's just the culture. Um, but I think that it's very, very important to, to, for people to understand, like, this is, this, is, this is a very, very big culture. It does not happen everywhere. You know, you go and you visit other schools. And you know, I live in Los Angeles. So I've been to a couple of SC games, and it's not a side against them. They have a great, great culture. There. But, like, to go to, an, to a stadium and for it not to be completely full, I don't, I don't understand. You know, I don't understand. Hey, I got to ask you before I let you go about uh, DeMarco Murray coming back to coach um, these current running backs. Does it get any better for these current running backs to be coached by uh, one of the best to ever do it at Oklahoma? Full circle. Um, Full circle. Um, uh, Kudos to him for once he realized he was actually done what he wanted to do and he wanted to coach. And he, he went in and got it done or whatever and then upon with without question from my understanding he was accepted back and so it, it doesn't it doesn't get much better than that um hopefully sooner rather than later that'll be kind of my path as well i don't necessarily want to take the coaching path though i would love to be in, in administration um so we'll see um i've had a couple of talks and 
we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, one more thing on DeMarco. You saw how much he, he could do it all, obviously, all-purpose leader at Oklahoma. How much can he bring, do you feel like, to that position coaching these sooner running backs? Well, it's one thing to have a paper coach, right? We all, you know, there's a guy that on paper everything is supposed to, but it's another thing to have a coach who actually played the game. And not only did he play the game, but he's not so far removed that you, you buy in. So the kids know who he is. The, you know, the kids were of, of age to remember what he did for Dallas, what he did in Philadelphia. Um, so it, I think that it's it's great test to him to be able to sit down and instill within them, like, hey, listen, this is the way that it needs to be done. This is the culture that we expect. Okay, so going back to you a little bit, what's what's next for you? What's going on for you? And and what's uh, what are you looking to do next? I'm currently working for Nike, I'm Nike Master Trainer, and I work for EA Sports. So I do all the motion capture for Madden, the Madden gaming system. Um, I really got lucky. Um, I can't necessarily say I went out and did something that was great. No, uh, it was a conversation. It was a sit down and they loved the attitude that I had about everything or whatever. But ultimately, we'll see. Um, like I said, uh, we'll definitely see what happens uh, back to the university. I would love to be back in some capacity. Um, and we'll just go from there. I'm very, very happy where I am and the things that I'm doing right now. Um, and, you know, it's, it's great to see the kids and explain to the kids like, oh, you did what you paid for. And what do you do now? And it's like, well, how did you? Yeah, that question always happens. What does that say about that? You guys want to always come back to Norman? What does that say about this place? I think that no matter where you're from, you know, this family not necessarily matters more, but, you know, to a certain extent, just the level of importance um, from the things that we did. And the time that we, you know, because those three to three to five years, however long that you're there, you spend so much time with one another um, that you, the memories, they never fade. Um, the experiences, they never fade. The atmosphere never fades. And from my understanding, you know, I've, I've been a couple of places and the, the game day atmosphere is, is, you know, unmatched. Great stuff, Nick Harris. We appreciate your time. Thank you so very much for having me. Thanks for joining us for Sooners for Life, presented by The Varsity O. Again, you can learn more at thevarsityo.com. We'll see you next Thursday night. And until then, Boomer Sooner, everybody. This has been the Sooner Sports Podcast. The Sooner Sports Podcast is presented by Riverwind, home to a luxury hotel, fine dining, and never-ending rewards. Riverwind is still the one. And Allstate, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review however you listen. The preceding has been a Learfield IMG College presentation of the Sooner Sports Network.